Let's look at the ever popular streaming stocks. Dan Rayburn is with us, streaming media analyst, to take a look at some of these names. I'll start with Netflix. That has been the one that had the biggest catalog. It's been around the longest. Um, people love it. They know it. But earnings are less than two weeks away. There is concern about subscriber pullback. Tell me your thoughts on Netflix. Is it a winner or not necessarily? Sure, Nicole. Good to see you again. Glad to see you're back in the studio as well. Yeah, so Thanks. Netflix has earnings on the 19th. It's going to be really interesting because what they told us in Q1 was that they're predicting about 2 million sub losses in Q2. Now, we don't know if they're underestimating, overestimating, and we saw what happened when the market wiped about $43 billion worth of market cap uh, the next day after they reported the, the, the losses in Q1. But, you know, some people are looking to Stranger Things and just the success it's had over the last couple of weeks of about 1.15 billion hours watched. But we don't know that that actually creates a new revenue stream for them as far as new subscribers or reduces churn and increases retention. So there's a lot to look forward to in Netflix's call. All right, so you want to wait and see because you're not really sure. I mean, there was a Stranger Things, Squid Games was extremely popular. So they do have some names within the franchise that have been very popular, but um, retention and um, also engagement and how long people are watching, maybe some other things, all those things will be factored in. That being said, you know, my husband always says, we're all these streaming names, you know what counts? Sports. And I don't yes. think he's alone. I think, I think that a lot of folks who want to watch streaming um, video and the different providers, they are looking for sports, aren't they? Who's they a leader are. there? Well, you have to look at what Amazon is doing with Amazon Prime Video. They have the exclusive for Thursday Night Football starting in September. They actually just announced a, basically a, a branding link up between their, their commerce platform, the NFL, being able to get uh, products a week early before that season kicks off. So we're seeing an interesting tie up there. There's also reports that, uh, and Disney has confirmed that they are not going to be getting IPL anymore for the Disney Plus Hotstar. So they did get TV rights at about $3 billion, but it's interesting that they said they, they didn't bid as high as they needed to to get the streaming rights because it was just too expensive for them. They felt there wasn't enough value. So keep an eye on that because I think that's really going to impact the Disney Plus Hotstar numbers internationally. But sports, you're right. Uh, sports is where it's at. We've seen the deal between Apple and Major League Baseball. And then, of course, the one thing we're really watching and really wondering, and there's still some time, but what is going to happen with the Sunday NFL ticket next year? That will be the biggest sports rights package on the streaming side uh, ever licensed. So which ones are best positioned? There's so many streamers, right? Um, people, you mentioned Amazon, Disney, Netflix, there's ESPN and Hulu and Paramount and CBS. And I, I mean, I'm sure I'm leaving out more Apple TV. Um, you know, which ones are the best of the bunch? Well, it depends on what type of content you want. It's interesting because we always thought of HBO Max and Netflix as SVOD, subscription video on demand services, same with Disney Plus, but HBO Max has added an ad tier. Disney's adding an ad tier for Disney Plus, and we know Netflix is gonna add an ad tier at the end of the year. So interesting how their business models are shifting a little. I think on the sports side, to answer your question, it's Amazon by far. Uh, without a doubt, Amazon is just getting so much content. Then Peacock TV. Maybe I should flip the question. Maybe I should flip okay. the question around and say, instead of which ones are the winners as they all battle it out, I mean, even soccer I know is pretty hot too. Um, maybe I should flip it around and say, which ones could really, you know, pale in comparisons? Which ones are struggling? 
Well, I think we already know the answer to that, FUBU TV, right? That's that's going to be a problem, the business model and the I'm economics. I'm sorry, which one? FUBU TV. What? FUBU. FUBU for sure, mm -hmm. Sling TV. Some of these live linear streaming services, they're just not gaining enough subscribers. So that's going to be a big problem for them. I think you're going to have plenty of winners, though, because Apple, Disney, Netflix, Amazon all have very different business models, and most of them have a diversified revenue stream as well. Do you recommend stocks? Would you buy this group for the most part? So I'm not a Wall Street institutional money manager, which is great. I don't recommend stocks. I don't put out right. any predictions on earnings. I look at what these companies are actually doing from a products and services, what they're doing in the market, but I don't actually recommend. What about the ads that we might have to pay more or less if you want to have ad free or do the, does that work? It, it does. If we look at Netflix's ARPU in Q1 of $14.91, which is the highest in the market, even if they reduce that by, say, call it $5, I don't know what the ad-supported tier will cost, but let's say it's $10. The predictions are, from, from when you run the numbers, from most of the people in North America believe, analysts, that Netflix can get 5 to $7 advertising ARPU per sub in the U.S., in particular the U.S., which actually means the ARPU would go up on the advertising side overall, even though people would be paying less money. So I think advertising is just a huge opportunity for Netflix from a revenue standpoint. Also, what's the number? How many streaming services do people really want? And you know, you sometimes see people sign up, watch a show, and then get out. They don't want to be monthly subscribers anymore. So um, you know, we've seen people cut the cord from traditional cable. But at what point are they now outpacing themselves and getting too many streaming services? I think we're already there. We call it streaming fatigue in the industry. And these companies that are offering the streaming services also track churn differently. Because what if, to your point, you cancel a service for three months and then come back, watch a series, and cancel it again? So the issue right now is consumers have so much choice in the market. With that comes fragmentation. Choice is a good thing. But to your point, they have to decide on a quarterly or yearly basis which services they're taking. And we are going to see numbers fluctuate up and down as a result in terms of the number of subscribers. Yeah, on the 19th for Netflix, as you said, we'll definitely be watching for any key metrics there. And sports, 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 I know. I, I love yes. to watch sports too. So I'm, I'm all for it for whatever ways we can get to that. Dan Rayburn, nice to see you. Thank you, Dan Rayburn, streaming media analyst.